0: And welcome to another episode of Dudes with some balls for those that live, breathe and love all things sports while valuing the convenience of your own time. This is Dudes with some balls for the fan from the fan of podcast made for you. We got a good show for you there has been a lot going on in the sports world. If you're an MLB fan, the waiver wire is Cleveland back in play for the AL Central. Who knows? We're going to actually skip over all that, though, and give you a little fun podcast as we're in that full first week kickoff of college football NFL weekend coming to you next week. Joe and I are going to talk a little food. I know there's some foodies that listen to the podcast, so I'm going to give you a food dish for week one that we would bring to a barbecue or cookout. And then, of course, fantasy football draft times coming up here. Maybe the most fun time of the year. We're going to give you a sleeper pick or two to get you on the mindset if your draft's coming up this week, but a first, you know, happy weekend. This is Dudes With Some Balls.
1: Jordan, how are we doing, man? I'm doing well. We got week one. We had week zero last week, which is such a tough week because it's the hardest week to get super excited to watch football, I'd say, because it's usually just some not fun games to watch. And I actually do have a gripe for um, and understand why all these teams are wanting to leave the Pac-12 because they make it impossible to watch Pac-12 games uh, unless you're like a NBC subscriber or whatever. So part I'm actually not even joking. That's got to be part of the reason some of these organizations are leaving the conference is because of this TV deal. Yeah. Um, Brutal. I mean, you got the Heisman potential, or he's the reigning Heisman winner, potential two-time Heisman winner. And Caleb Williams playing his first game of the season. And you can't even watch the game They make it impossible. So
0: that's my only Uh, gripe
1: for week one.
0: Yeah. Or week zero. Yeah. CBS has kind of moved towards the Paramount streaming Paramount plus. If I remember right, let's go hot take here. The Pac-12, this wasn't part of our podcast. The Pac-12 not taking the Apple TV deal, though, will come back to be one of the worst moves in all time. And here's why. I've been doing a lot of research lately. been understanding a lot in the Seattle media, especially talking to a lot of radio people, a lot of TV people, a lot of sports people. And they honestly believe, if you haven't seen it already, just looking at the MLB in terms of MLB TV, blackouts and all that great stuff, And then the average rate of how many people have been pulling the plug on cable. Streaming will be the only way to watch sports within the given years. Whoever lands that first deal is going to be the wave of change, especially in college football. So the Pac-12 could have got their own bag, could have made the transition a little bit tougher at first because it's going to go through some tough growing pains with people complaining. But eventually, streaming will be taken over on how you watch sports. Cable will be gone within five years of sports watching.
1: I'd say that is a worse hot take than my hot take of the Cardinals not making the playoffs.
0: I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> no, obviously it's happened. It's already happened. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a hot take the pact, but the pac 12, the pac 12 declining the option to be the first major conference or major sports segment, you know, NBA, NFL, NHL, whatever. I mean, the NHL is practically streaming most of their games on ESPN plus, to have a whole conference under one streaming service, you're the full compensation of it. You're screwed. SEC is going to land something with like Hulu in a couple of years, and then everyone's going to follow.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, this doesn't have anything to do with the streaming uh, sort of thing, but it's, it's funny people rooting for conferences to have their own network when uh, my favorite school's got their, their, their own network, the yeah, Longhorn, Horn network. Longhorn network. Yeah. <laughs> They make it hard to watch that, too. I'll
0: be honest. Jordan and I are hypothetically invited to your house to watch some football with you. We're going to meet mom and dad. Maybe say hey to sis. Maybe not Jordan. Jordan's engaged. Uh, And, you know, we're all hanging out. We're having some good time. And boom, there's like nine hours of football. I'm painting the scene for you. Nice mahogany wood table, leather brown couch. Maybe got some recliners, some cup holders, some cuppies. But they ask one favor out of you, and that's bring a side dish to this event to watch football and eat some delicious high-calorie food. Jordan, you're responsible for bringing this dish. What are you bringing to the table?
1: So I'm a giver. So I, I bring two dishes. Oh, wow. And, it, and they're both, uh, they both serve value. We talk about puns on this podcast. The first thing I'm going to bring is pigs and a blanket. Ooh. Mm. So good. So you get like the little smokies. You get the smokies. You roll them up in the crescent rolls. Done. You set them to the side. Maybe they have like a little cheese filling in there. Boom! It's an easy snack. You also could get, lose yourself and get away and have like a full core or full on meal with those things if you if easily you don't watch yourself because they're very high caloric.
0: They're amazing. <laughs> they're they're uh, cue the cue future saying sensational.
1: Yeah, the second thing you'll see. So that's coming in on trays. The second thing you'll see is walking in with a crock pot. Like you're always going to be the guy, Hey, you got an outlet I can plug into. And it's got to be crock pot queso, crock pot queso with some tortilla chips. You throw the cheese in the case or in the crock pot, you put whatever you want in there, whether it's Rotel, whether it's green peppers, green chilies, spice it up a little bit, maybe a little hamburger meat, get a little protein in there. You got your chips and then value play. You have the queso, the chips, and then the pigs in a blanket all on the plate. You're dumping those suckers in that queso as well. Oh. So good. Are pigs in a blanket?
0: Are they a dual threat quarterback of, the, uh, of the snack and appetizer game? You can do anything. A little mustard dunk, a little ketchup, and now we're throwing in some queso. If you want to get weird, you throw it in some like Frank's Red Hot, which fall is Frank's, Frank's Red Hot season to me. You want to get real weird,
1: you you take that sucker raw and just enjoy all the juices yeah. in there.
0: You just suck it down. All right. I love that. Well, look, I love that you did those two because that completely goes a different route than I do. For those that don't know, I'm not a big cheese guy, but I understand everybody's obsession with queso. But for myself, this really entails well with if you're watching some SEC football property, or if you're uh if you're a Jordan Ross, if you're watching Derek Carr. I'm bringing... Bacon-wrapped prawns, man. Oh, you ever had bacon-wrapped prawns, bacon-wrapped shrimp? You put them in the oven oh, a little bit. Super yeah. good. Squeeze a little fresh lemon on those bad boys. Something a little different. If not, I'm hoping someone else brings fried pickles because that's like my go-to appetizer when I go out to eat. And But pigs in a blanket. Dang, that was a good one. That might be like a, a, a tier type of pregame snack.
1: Yeah, Hillshire Farms is going to need to uh... – Give me us give us a sponsor or something after all our listeners go out to the store this week and buy those little smokies from. Uh...
0: You, can, you can get them just in the freezer section. There's like fifty of those things, dude. Oh yeah, they're tiny, and you, you can just you, roll, roll up. Yeah, you you can do whatever you want. They even got pre made ones. I don't know what company makes them, but like, it's a great. It's so good. I'm man. Imagine if we could, if we could get a deal with that dudes with some balls with some pigs in the blanket. Come on, it's
1: like oh, it was yeah. a match made in heaven. But yeah,
0: but now. Prons- like, yeah, you tell said me about
1: it. Yeah, that's good. So is that your one that you would bring? You don't have a second, like I mean, I,
0: I went with the fried pickles. I'd probably go, that'd yeah. be
1: it. I mean, it's so easy just to bring like a bag of
0: chips over on so I'm I'm lazy. I'm not like you. I'm not pulling out the crock top or crock pot. I'm I'm bringing my energy. That that's enough appetizer right there alone. Unless the crock
1: pot is a good symbolization of what I feel on a football weekend though. Because mm-hmm. when you throw the cheese in there and it starts simmering, you start getting that smell, you start, okay. Now we go. All right. By the time kickoff happens, we're gonna be ready to devour this queso. And yeah, it's like your warm-up, right? You're getting those reps in before the before the games even start. You're 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 stirring the cheese up. You're like, oh, it's not ready, but it's gonna be but ready. It's gonna, the, it's gonna be there. I think by the time Gus Johnson's voice starts at big noon Saturday, I will be mowing down some chips and queso. I think
0: um <laughs> we had two different feelings on how the crock pot resembles us. I think about the crock pot you mentioned, you're doing all the activities to the crock pot. I think of it as I am the crock pot. I'm plugged in. i.e., I'm sitting on the couch for, for all day long. Just, just cooked up, sitting there doing my thing, pretty much doing nothing. Just heating up. I'm just sitting under a blanket. I'm watching, you know, from 9am to whenever Hawaii's done playing, I'm watching college football and that's all I'm going to do Saturday. If you want to hit me up Saturday, I'll, I'll be on my phone. I'll text you, but I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere
1: exactly yeah you're you're plugged in and ready to rock on that couch is you're you got a phone charger next to you you're ready to roll yeah <laughs> not dying uh, on you. Uh, fu- but i will I say if you're watching with a group of people it's good to coordinate these because you could have some you mentioned the jalapeno prongs what about uh or not jalapeno uh, I, I know prongs. where you're going now yeah Jala, jalapeno poppers with may, mm-hmm. maybe a little bacon wrap on there you just start yeah. coordinating you start delegating you're like a facilitator you're You're a point guard, the quarterback where you're telling people, yeah, you know, we got the chips and queso, you're good. How about uh, maybe some bone-in wings? We got a little barbecue fossil thrown in there. So then next thing you know, you got like eight or ten buddies or you're all hanging out watching. You should probably have some food in your tummy because you know there's some other uh, 12-ounce curls you're doing that day.
0: Yeah, Um, a Saturday, come on.
1: Facilitate and Just have like a wide variety. There's nothing better than that.
0: Yeah, a pluffer of, of snacks and appetizers. You don't even it's need a meal. You don't need a meal. You just need appetizers, finger foods, and don't even give me a napkin. You know? Yeah. See, see what happens. And and it's I'm so things. excited for the fall about that. I mean, we could do a podcast just on food right now because, I mean, you should be excited. Who's ever going to parties, tailgates? And as we're recording right now, there's football being played this, this night. I think the, uh, Utah and Florida plays. I know Mazoo's kicking off tonight, so there's an SEC team. If you forget about that team being in the SEC, because they're not very good. But hey, SEC ball, right? Look, it's it's so awesome. Um, oh, I love that we're doing a whole pod and we're skipping on the part that this is how you know we care more about the pod, about what's going on, relevancy of the world than we care about our own personal fandoms. Because right now, me and you should hate each other. Our two teams in the MLB are locked in for a first place tie of the AOS. Like I said. At the end of next week, the Mariners could be in first place. And then, of course, the Astros just had to be the Astros. But let's keep it pushing, man. Get you some finger food this weekend. That's what
1: I got to say. we also said last week that the Rangers might mess around and be in third place very soon. And they did. I will say, nothing will fuel my hate for the other AL West teams than what I've been doing. And they say don't bet with emotion, but this is what I've been doing. So – I'll take each of the AL West teams because the Astros have been on a roll. So the Astros won, the Rangers won, and I need the Mariners to beat the Oakland Athletics. They win, everybody wins, I win money. But instead, the the Athletics beat the Mariners. I think the Mariners had like one hit that game, and it just fuels my hate even more for the Mariners. (laughs) Same thing next night. The Rangers were so frustrating last night because they blow more saves than any team in the league. Three out of the past five games. There's nothing awful. I think they said they've blown 23 saves this season.
0: Yeah. And I just said we weren't going to talk about the AOS and the dang it we did. We can't we can't stay away from it. I'm sorry to our listeners. We do this every time. We, we can move along. We can move along. <laughs> but, um, yeah, don't bet with motion. Bets by Rossi. That's our main guy. That's our guy on all things bets. But how about all things fantasy football? NFL, we can't forget it. Honestly, this is the best week for fantasy football drafts. Because if you're like me and you're smart – you wait till after the preseason to draft. You want to avoid any scary injury that could happen. And luckily, I think we had a really clean slate of preseason football. No big injuries to report. Um, I guess if you want to look like Jackson Smith and Jigba, if you're looking for a good rookie receiver, is going to be out for a little. But that's not huge. Yeah, but let's, Jerry, let's, Judy. yeah Jerry Judy. Um, but let's take a look. I mean, there's there's always some sleepers. I will say I'm usually like 90% wrong on these ones. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan, I, I know you're big on on fantasy football. So if there's someone that you know, a late round pick that you think would be a good addition to your bench, your team, I mean, where where are you looking to start?
1: Well, I'll say I had my big fantasy draft last night. Um, couple rules of thumb. I just I just can't do a quarterback in the first two rounds. The position guys in those two rounds are so valuable. If you haven't drafted yet, wait until the third or fourth round at least before you start taking your quarterback so you can build depth. If I had to name a few sleepers, I'm going to start in Minnesota. And I don't have the actual stats in front of me, but I like Jordan Addison a lot this year. Jordan Addison, obviously Justin Jefferson's going number one, number two in a lot of leagues right now. Depending whether it's PPR, half point PPR, or non PPR, he's going to be going in the top three in most of those leagues. He's also going to be getting a lot of double coverage. You see, Adam Thielen just got shipped off to Carolina this offseason. Jordan Addison, first round pick. Uh, I was going to make a pun about him driving 120 and a 50, Jeez. but I'm not going to make it. So. Uh,
0: <laughs> Full throttle ahead. He's ready.
1: He's <laughs> he, he so fast, and I think he's going to get a lot of points. And I think you see. Every year a, a rookie receiver, this is what I was going to say. I don't have this exact stat in front of me, but every year a rookie receiver lands somewhere in like the top 12 to top 10 potentially in fantasy, he could be one of those guys, depending on his target share. I think he's going to get a lot of volume going his way. Yeah,
0: I think that's a really good take. I mean, just to name a few off the top of my head that have had impressive rookie seasons, that farewell in fantasy scores was like, obviously Jamar Chase, CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson recent times. I think Cooper Cup, when he was a rookie put up insane fantasy numbers. He's a fantasy god. Although last yeah. year was hurt. Um that's obviously not a sleeper. I think I'll stay in Minnesota for you though. Um because I think that's a good way to look. I mean Alex Alexander Madison has the keys to the run game in Minnesota. Pretty good offensive line in front of him and and honestly it's a guy who like everyone knows who he is. It's just like are you sure he's going to put up production? Last year 74 carries just shy of 300 yards, but the prior 2021, 2020 and 2019, so the prior 3 years was just shy of a 500 yard carry season in all those years. Um, and that's being RB two. I think he's fun to watch. I think he's a receiving back too. So like you're getting double the points if he finds a way in the end zone. So uh, it's a good two for one punch
1: there. And he's not competing with very, min- like a very heavy backfield. So yep. he's, that's a good pick. And, Booth talked about it a few weeks back on our NFL pod. Their defense is terrible, so their offense is going to be on the field trying to score, you know, as many points. So late in games, having like little dunks trying to get first downs, he'll be a good target for them. I like that pick a lot. I only have like three guys here, so I'll go. So, I don't know how many you have, so I I'll have go three. with my. Second one. Perfect. I'll go with my second one, and I'll stay on the rookie receivers. We t- I touched on it a couple weeks ago. I really like Zay Flowers. I think he can be like a Hollywood Brown for Lamar. And the reason I like these two receivers is you can get them later in drafts. You can get them in rounds eight through 10 in a lot of these drafts, whether it's PPR, whether it's not. That's a true sleeper to me uh, just because when you're building out your bench or your flex spots, you want guys that have potential. And just take a flyer on these young guys. They're better than taking a flyer on a veteran like receiver who – first year with the team like a Thielen or like a DeAndre Hopkins, take it on a young guy because you don't even know what they're going to show. If you remember back a few years ago, you mentioned Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase had everyone after the preseason thinking he could catch a football. So yeah. we're going into the – I mean, he's going in the top five picks in most drafts this year. And during his rookie season, he had three drops in the preseason and everyone's like bust, like they wasted a pick, number six, and now he's one of the best uh, receivers in the league. So take a flyer on a young guy.
0: Dude, I actually forgot about that. He was getting shredded in the preseason. Yes. And because he said some joking comment about not having the stripes on the ball or something. And yeah. Well, the only that, thing to buy he, it. ball was lazy. He
1: didn't, didn't play. He set out his last year yeah. in the COVID. So he had had all that time off and he still went top uh, 10. I think he was number six that year to the Bengals when they. everyone was like, Every- take Panay Sewell. Because remember, Joe Burrow got hurt the year before tore his ACL I believe uh, right. either early that season or in the preseason that year and they just didn't have any type of pass protection and they passed on Panay Sewell who everyone was like saying he was going to be a hall of famer before uh, even stepping foot in the NFL and took Jamar Chase I think it worked out for both organizations but yeah, yeah take a flyer on a young receiver
0: it's a great great talk say flowers is beast, dude that Ravens team is going to be so fun I talked about them on our NFL preview thing I just love them um for me I, i'll touch back on what you started this fantasy talks with about how you don't want to draft a quarterback in the first couple rounds you know wait till the third fourth even if you want to play the game risky and wait pretty late maybe even i don't even know if he'll get drafted this uh, he probably will but sam howell of washington might be a good late pick and it's not don't listen to Ron Rivera being like, if I would have known how good this guy was last year, I would start him earlier, which was the craziest thing I've ever heard. I got nothing but respect for Ron Rivera, especially the stuff he's been through, the cards he's been dealt. Um, But Sam Hell has such a a pretty talented wide receiver room with him. And then some other weapons. I mean, he's got Terry McLaurin. He has Dotson, John Dotson. He has Curtis Samuel, who's a good veteran receiver as a third option. And then you have Logan Thomas, who's like an average tight end. And then Brian Robinson Jr. is a pretty flexible versatile running back that you might be involved in the past game. So he's got some weapons.
1: So if you're just looking for a guy
0: to get you a couple touchdowns a week, a decent amount of yards, like they're going to let him, they're going to let him throw the ball this year. Be prepared. Sam Howell's going to gonna get to sling it at least
1: early. Yeah. They got, he's got Antonio Gibson too. is kind of a role guy, uh, receiver running back too. Who's been the starting guy before Brian Robinson obviously took over for last season. So that's, I mean, that's not terrible. I, from what I've seen in a lot of leagues, he might be a guy that you just grab and stash. Mm-hmm. But uh, you mentioned taking late quarterbacks. Some of the guys that I saw go late in drafts, rounds 10 and later, you're looking at a guy like Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones was the top. I think he was number six last year in fantasy. Danny Dimes. Um, Danny Dimes. And he went really late. He was one of the last court, uh, starting quarterbacks taken in our draft. Uh, you get a guy like Kirk Cousins, who we mentioned that Vikings defense. They're going to have to throw the ball. He actually is always kind of around that 8 to 12 mark in terms of fantasy. So if you're not going to take a uh, quarterback early and don't want to take one in the middle rounds, you don't love any of the ones in the middle rounds, those are a couple good options as well. I also would say, because we said this on the pod a few weeks ago, my MVP was Joe Burrow, so I took him in both my leagues this year in the fourth round, um, just the way it worked out. The reason why I did I just love the contract year guys, man. If they have a contract year and it's kind of a contract year for him, he's going to be the next guy to get paid. He's going to be extra motivated. They lost oh. in the, what is the AFC championship last year? Did they make it to the AFC championship. Yeah. They lost to yeah. the chiefs. Yeah. So they're, they're a solid ball club. I like Joe Burrow this year. I actually have a future of him winning MVP. So we'll see uh, how that works. My I- third guy I will touch on and I'll make this quick. Mm-hmm. Is Aaron Jones. I know he has a he battles with AJ Dillon, but if you look at how many catches he gets every year, AJ Dillon is kind of the guy that they put in at the goal line. I know Rodgers is gone, which means I think that there's going to be even more checkdowns for a guy like Jordan Love coming in. But Aaron Jones over the last five seasons has not had less than 200 points in a fantasy season, and you're seeing him go late third round. So if you can, depending on where you're picking, late third round, early fourth round, you might be able to find him, and that'll be a good value as like an RB two for your for your team. So
0: that's a good pick too, especially with a younger quarterback or maybe more inexperienced quarterback. The running back workload does typically get a little bit heavier than it was in the past. and He's solid. He's kind of a bolt of lightning at some time. So I will like that pick. I,
1: like a touchdown game, like yeah. randomly on
0: a Monday night game. Yeah, he'll win you some games. He'll win you some games. <laughs> Uh, let me, before I go with my my third pick, in your opinion, Jordan, I feel like you're a pretty expertise fantasy player, multiple league guy, dynasty league too, I know. Um, what When you look at position specific, you're like, this position can win me a game. What well, What is it to, in your mind that like, maybe not the main one, but you're like, this position should win me a game.
1: I will tell you what position I do not think it is, and that is tight end.
0: Oh man, we're uh, opposites. We are opposite because really? that's where I was yeah, going.
1: I, I just don't think tight end is because if, unless you have Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's basically like playing with a, a 10 point advantage every week. Yeah. The drop off of tight ends, even from Kelsey to the two to the three year over yeah. year. I think last year they might have had only two tight ends that were in the 200 range. You can get a guy like Dalton Schultz really late in drafts right now, like past round 10, who's had a career, he hasn't had a season in his career less than 500 yards. I know he's with the Cowboys, with the Texans now. You can get a guy like that who's projected to go for like 130 points this year. There's not much of a – like a 50-point drop-off there is not much to me. I would say running backs are very valuable, but it all depends on PPR. It all depends on target share. I love receivers. I think if you can get guys that have target share that are going to get the ball thrown to them a lot, and even if it's a guy like – mike evans or someone like that mike evans has had nine consecutive seasons coming into the league of a thousand yards and he's like his projected ranking i think is 80 or 81 this year wow and i know he's got baker mayfield as his quarterback he doesn't have brady he doesn't have Jameis winston but that's a guy that has proven he's going to get a lot of target share and he's still going to get he's going to add up the stats i still think he could go for a thousand yards this year
0: yeah i saw even in some reports that he's considered a sleeper this year and likely that's his ranking plays why I was looking at it from any game that I felt like I've won a close matchup in fantasy in the past. Maybe I just hunt at it in that specific. My tight end goes off, and maybe that's just because it's like you only usually slot one. You mostly only have a one tight end position where you have a couple receivers and then flex, you know. But this guy, I always expect to have a big year because of what he did in Minnesota when Kyle Rudolph was getting to the end of his time and before he got hurt was Irv Smith Jr. Man. Now in Cincinnati, with your guy who add, again, with the extreme receiving cord they have in Higgins and, and Chase and, and Boyd, I mean, they're they're stacked. Now you add another good tight end in there in Irv Smith Jr. I think he might be a little bit of a sleeper guy that you can get super late, maybe even a free agent pick up somewhere down the line if he starts going off weeks one and two.
1: Yeah, I, that, I took a flyer on Dalton Kincaid in my draft nice. last night because was, he was the best one available, and it's like, okay, I don't really care what tight end I have, but if he does, if they are planning on implementing him like a Kelsey-type role, that's upside to me. That's worth it. And yeah. at the end of the day, I could just replace tight ends super easy. You can't replace the receivers or the running backs that you get at the top of the draft.
0: That is fair. Most easy pickup, if your tight end gets in, you're just going to the free agency thing in your league, no matter how small or and how big your league playing, is. They
1: have- yeah, you're just praying they have you know, three catches for 35 yards and a touchdown and get you 10 points. That's all yeah, you're asking.
0: Big is. win and right there. So. I, see, I see your argument. I, I see your argument. I value the tight end, but that's because I feel like they've got me some pretty big wins. I mean, I usually usually draft on early, though, so I think that's maybe why because I've been blessed to have, like, I've had Kelsey before. I've had Andrews before, so maybe that's why. But, I mean,
1: hey, some fantasy sleepers for you. Draft week for well, the smart people should be it this may week in winning you that it, it may, probably is but it could also be the fact that you should have won the match but one of your rb2s had eight points you know
0: yeah yeah that there you go let's look at that like maybe it's like a replace and replenish kind of thing you know i'll exactly. i'll carry your back when i need to kind of guy is what you know I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone Zach Ertz would do when I picked him up. You know, two years ago when he was, you know, just got me eight points and I somehow got a win by three. I credit it to him. You know, but hey, that that's fantasy football. I really enjoyed us talking about food, man. And I've been to so many baseball games lately, dude. And ballpark food is just like I've been like, oh man, I I don't even eat at the games I go to anymore because I know it's just gonna bloat me up, man. I don't want to. I won't stay fit, man. I'm I'm young. I'm trying to preserve that youth. Um. But what, what fun times it is. Enjoy some terrible and not in taste, just terrible food for you this weekend. Enjoy watching college football. Get your fix. I'm gonna say it on the pod. Go ducks. They're playing Portland State, so it does not matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just get
0: just get fresh. Just get ready. Uh, but it's all it's full swing, man. Ball season ahead for us. Sports for you guys. Remember, this is the podcast from the fans for the fan. Thank you all for listening. Have a great weekend or great week whenever you choose to listen to our podcast.
1: Take care, guys. Hook them.